0: Our chief's on vacation, the sergeant and his partner are out on patrol, and we have other officers who are working different shifts. She held out her arms toward the quiet room. We don't need a large staff. Farrington Park is not a very large city. Marty nodded in agreement with that last statement. She had lived in Houston, a large city, when she was younger, before her parents had fallen in love with Farrington Park, which was designed from the start to be a model city. Even if it takes longer to commute to our jobs, it's worth it, Josh. Marty's mother had said as the three of them had driven up and down the gently curved streets with their open house signs in front of model homes, townhouses, and apartments. She had tucked in a strand of her always tidy blonde hair, and her words bubbled over each other as she added, Wait till you see them all. It's beautiful. And the country club. Oh, Josh, you're going to love the Olympic-sized pool and the beautiful tennis courts. And we're not far from I-10. We can take it right into downtown Houston. There is that question of timing, Marty's father had said. I don't think we should make a decision until we've driven the route in rush hour traffic. Marty understood her father well enough to recognize the pros and cons game he was playing with her mother, and she knew he was sold on the idea of moving to Farrington Park. The move will be good for Marty, Mother said, with a smiling glance toward the back seat. It will be so much safer than living in the city, and the high school's designed on something they call a flow plan, which I don't understand completely, but Jeannie Evans said it's the very latest thing. No one had asked Marty how she felt about the move, and since she was only in the fifth grade, she couldn't have cared less about high school flow plans. But ever since she found out that her best friend, Kim Roberts, was going to move to Farrington Park, She was content that her parents wanted to live there, too. Marty had adapted quickly to their big house with the large bedrooms and paneled den with double sliding glass doors overlooking a landscaped patio. Sometimes, though, while she was working in school or on the swim team or in ballet class, she thought about the house and felt a little sorry for it, and for most of the other houses in Farrington Park, because they stood empty every day, their windows like huge glass eyes searching for their owners. It wasn't until evening, when all the parents were home from their jobs in Houston, and there was a scramble of dinner preparations and homework and television and baths and bed that the houses could feel filled and content. Poor house, Marty had once said aloud, and explained her feelings in answer to her mother's surprised question. But her mother had laughed and rolled her eyes at Marty's father. Oh, Marty, my love, she said, you have such a wild imagination. Well, what's the problem? Karen's question jolted Marty back to the present. Marty cleared her throat again, gulped in a deep breath, and took a firmer grip on the edge of the desk. She frowned as she studied the police officer's carrot red hair and freckled upturned nose. How long have you been a police officer, she asked. Three years, most of them spent in Houston. I came to Farrington Park about two months ago. How old are you? Marty demanded. The woman shrugged. 24, she said. Does it make a difference? Well, I told you, Marty began, then slumped a little, the defensive stiffness dissolving from her backbone. I have to talk to someone about something serious. How serious? Murder, Marty said, and felt the blood drain from her face. Put your head down if you feel faint. Marty was aware that the officer had leapt from her chair and sprinted to the soft drink machine in the corner. I don't feel faint, Marty insisted, as she fought against the black spots that swam in front of her eyes. But she took a long drink from the icy can that was thrust into her hand, and she let the drops of moisture drip down her fingers into her palm and run down her arm. Karen hitched her chair a little closer to Marty's and leaned forward. Better now? Yes. Thanks. Marty took another long swallow of the soft drink. Okay, Marty, Karen said, her eyes narrowed and probing. Tell me your story. What do you know about a murder? Marty put down the soft drink can and once again gripped the edge of the desk. Barry Logan is... was... my friend.